As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. Good morning, friends. You're tuned in to episode 98 of Gamer Heroes, the weekly show where we talk about news, reviews, and anything else happening in games today. My name is Cam Koenig. With me, as always, is my boy, Thomas Egan. That's me. That's you. How you doing? I'm great. Good. I'm really glad to hear that. Man, this heat wave is over. Like it's not sweltering it's any hot out anymore. Over, it's hey. still pretty fucking hot out. What today? You no way. I mean, that might just be the fact that my car doesn't have air conditioning anymore. Like you know, air conditioning is not a word. I think that's a good reason for you to think it might be hot. <laughs> yeah, like okay, I'll, I'll give you that. Like every time I got out of the car, it felt fucking great. But it it felt so good today. Good lord. Um, last week was just too much. It was oppressive, and uh, actually, it was it was hard to do anything. It was it's hard to do anything besides video games at sure, my house totally. be, or, or, you know, just anything inside uh, because I would go to work all day and just melt. I mean, mm-hmm. I work outside. That's right. Yeah, you work outside. So, uh, God, that sounds terrible. Boy, it it just is so draining. I mean, I would get home and I would just have to take like almost 45 minutes just to cool off, like just for my body to get back into homeostasis mm-hmm. there. And um, that's a good on a weekday. That's a good chunk of your time oh absolutely you know? so i would sit there and i like i literally lie on the floor play hearthstone and just like drink some water um but i, I just felt ugh, I, I felt like i was cooked you know mm-hmm. um yeah i'm glad that's over because it just makes it hard to do anything oh absolutely like uh so the day i got back for i think it was whenever we recorded last episode no it was the day before because i was just too exhausted uh I had just gotten back from Utah and I just started a new job that day and it was also really hot and that was the day that my air conditioner in my car just died. Like it's been gone for a week, which is the worst week yeah. of the year probably for that to happen. Yeah. Uh, and I just got home and just felt like so weak and exhausted. Like I think <sighs> I had heat exhaustion. Yeah, you probably did. Uh, and then drank a lot of water and then fell asleep on the couch at like seven o'clock. Because <laughs> that's what you do. You probably did have heat exhaustion. I, I probably did. Um, but this is in a heat exhaustion. Boy, 
maybe I have it now. <laughs> this is not a heat exhaustion podcast. It could be, though. I, oh, boy. It's uh, hot, hot heat, and man, I'm exhausted from listening to it. Uh, anyway, is that the end of the show? <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's going to be the show. Um, no, uh, video games. Video games. I haven't been playing a whole lot of new ones, uh, which seems to kind well, of... Well, wait a minute. Well... Okay, I understand what you mean. Also, the past two weeks, you've been like, check out these 20 games I played at RTS. Sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's been so, kind of, yeah, I know those it's are been two kind of nice for me to just be able to regress back into kind of the old and familiar. Mm-hmm. And speaking of oldest and familiarist, I'm still playing that Pokemon trading card game. <laughs> um, so I, I've been playing it on my PC, just kind of here and there, just like hop in, maybe play like a game or two. I never really got back into deck building a little mm-hmm. bit uh but i've just been playing like the theme decks you can get because i just like playing that game i think it's a really cool format i've always really liked it i think the prize cards thing is neat mm-hmm. and i also just really like pokemon but uh so this saturday this past saturday uh i had to take my car to the shop to see what it's going to take to get my air conditioner fixed uh spoiler alert i'm getting a new car uh, oh really <laughs> yeah i'm gonna have to buy a new car but it's great. So uh, we're happy about well, it. Well, kind of actually good for you. No, I, I need it. My car's terrible. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I basically just sat at the Starbucks for like four hours and just played the Pokemon trading card game online on my PC. And it's fun. It's like very flashy. It's like this cool thing. Uh, there's like that, that client's cool and there's like some decent single player stuff, but it is very much just playing the game over and over and over again. Like yeah. I, I do wish it felt a little bit more like the Game Boy color game where there was like hey you go to these different clubs and like you build your deck as you like get these cards and open booster packs by getting like it's it's essentially like a pokemon story but instead of battling the pokemon you're just playing a card game you know so like basically a Yu-Gi-Oh take on pokemon essentially mm-hmm. um from from like a plot perspective are you are you uh if you're using the same decks every time cuz the theme decks right yeah so it's it's not a deck that you chop into pieces and make uh, a custom one you're using the same yes set. so i have been doing that but there is a full deck creator um and that kind of gets me into some of the problems i have with that client yeah um so there's i'm gonna say no microtransactions in heavy quotes here because there's not any that you can actually get through the game uh, the way that you actually you can get cards by getting in-game currency by like playing matches against people online. There's like daily challenges that get you either like a booster pack or some in-game currency, which is cool. That's nice, and great. Um, the challenges take a while to play through. Like they're daily challenges, but some of them is like, hey, do 750 damage or knock out 12 Pokemon with like this type. Mm-hmm. Um, and dude, the the daily challenges, the the battle pass and uh, Apex has what you suggested that they should do which i think fortnite does um where it's like hey land you know loot 10 supply crates mm-hmm. in thunderdome and that one's like a weekly one uh but the, the daily ones are usually like get three kills with the mirage get you know this you know i uh, hit two or like scan two enemy traps as bloodhound or something like that and you're like okay like I, if i work at it i could do it the traps one is a little harder but then it'll be like get six headshots with a sniper rifle and it's like are you kidding me is that all does it have to be in one game or is it carry across? uh some of them are like that but uh usually it's get six in the whole day in any matches but still that's hard like on yeah, console six man I, I don't i don't think the ones in pokemon are very 
hard. They're just really time consuming. And well, maybe that, it, that's maybe what it ends up being is yeah. is like you can get there. You're just gonna have if you're like me, right. especially if you're playing on console. You're just gonna have to play a while. So I don't know if you, you have you played the Pokemon trading card game just at all. Never. Okay. So uh, basically, my only card game knowledge is basically Hearthstone. Okay. Um, and Magic. Gathering. I'm not gonna get into like the full rules because I could probably explain how that game sort of plays in the entire episode but i'm not going to but essentially there are these six prize cards that you and your opponent have that are like set up at the beginning of the match whenever you knock out their pokemon you take a prize card one of the win conditions and the one that you see most likely happening is you collect all of your prize cards Mm -hmm. uh but that like that challenge is knock out 12 pokemon with this type and you're not always like if i have a fighting type uh you're not always going to get a fighting type pokemon like luck of the draw that's just like literally not always going to happen just because of the way probability works right um but that means you're essentially playing like two three games uh to just complete one challenge which doesn't sound too bad if you look at like a bunch of other card games but pokemon games can take anywhere from like five minutes to an hour it they they can last a little while Mm -hmm. um but getting back to like that kind of microtransaction thing, uh, the way that you get more cards other than like getting like kind of grinding out that in-game currency and buying packs in there is buying actual packs of cards and then they come with a code. You enter that code online and then you get that same pack. It's not one-to-one the same cards. Mm-hmm. It's just another random instance, like a digital pack of the same one, which is kind of neat if you're into that. Uh, the thing that kind of rubs me the wrong way about that is there's like a full-on trading system in the game. So if you want to build a deck out, you can totally like trade the cards that you have with other people. Except you can only trade the cards like the only cards that are actually tradable are the ones that you paid money for. So if you buy something with in-game currency, then it's a lot harder for you to try and like make a competitively viable deck if you want to mm-hmm. just because you just it, the game straight up will not let you trade anything that you buy with like in-game currency or that you earn through playing the game which i'm not a big fan of yeah that um that kind of stinks yeah that's and that's really kind of my only real hang up with it but uh this past weekend i got kind of really into and i never even really did this with hearthstone a whole lot but i got into just taking a i took a theme deck that i liked to play and then I just started messing with it. So it's like kind of neat to have this like kind of base thing. I was like, okay, well, maybe if I put this item or this like supporter trainer in here, this can help me do this kind of a thing. And like certain Pokemon have different abilities and a lot of other stuff like that. And I had a lot of fun doing that. Uh, but I, I don't know if I'm going to keep doing that. And also, I don't think I'm ever going to really get into playing the actual physical version of the game. I thought about it for a while, but I'm really like collecting a whole lot more than I actually do spending a ton of money on a deck that's just going to get rotated out in a couple of seasons or just essentially be taken out by like the meta like i it it i tried that once and it just never really appealed to me i had fun playing it but yeah so i i I played a whole lot of that this weekend and then just kind of haven't thought about it since so maybe that was me just kind of getting all of that out of my system yeah yeah for like probably four more days before i pick it back up yep um I, I this weekend we played a bunch of Minecraft. Um, the the story of that is that we played a whole bunch real fast, and then we set it down for like six months or a year, 
and then we come back to it, you know, and mm-hmm. every time we come back to it, there's a big update and we're like, oh, cool, look at all this cool stuff. Uh, but it totally is like a get it out of our system kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Because um, we'll just be super interested in it and then we'll wait a couple weeks and come back and we'll be like, yeah, I'm good. You know, so we haven't hit that that threshold yet, but uh, I've been enjoying that. I've been playing Hearthstone. I, I bought um, the solo adventure that came out with the most recent expansion, mm-hmm. the Dalaran Heist. Ooh. Uh, and it's cool. It's um, uh, it's it's definitely the biggest single-player release they've ever had. Really? And, and I didn't realize just how much there was to it. So um, you get... It's broken into like five chapters. And the first chapter is unlocked for free, but you can only choose one class out of the nine classes to play. And you can only choose one of the three deck types to to actually use and so i wanted to play more and i was like well i'm not i could use my in-game currency but i have a i'm saving that up for the expansion that's going to drop soon um so i just decided to spend 20 bucks on it and dude that thing is worth 20 bucks like really i opened that's, it that's up really cool to hear every so there are five wings five chapters and every chapter has nine all every hero class has their own deck um and then when you like the more you play one so like i played the shaman one for the first time today and so you start with the basic set which is fun they're all fun and then uh if i play like 25 totems over the course of the heist i will unlock uh the second deck that it has for me and if i play overload cards it'll unlock the third deck um but that means that there are 27 decks total which is crazy mm-hmm. and and what really makes the game pop is uh you know each chapter has different bosses all the bosses are very clever and fun each of the fights are all unique and you don't know which order you're going to fight the bosses in so in one game you might fight a boss first and it's you know whoever you fight first you're probably just going to crush and it's going to be over really fast um but you know maybe the next time you play that chapter that first boss is actually going to be your final boss because each time the enemy boss gets more health um, gets upgraded cards and all this stuff. So that same mechanic applies, but now the deck is good. So, the, you know, as a final boss, they might be super difficult. Hmm. Um, but you do all that, and then as you play, as you beat each boss, you get to add three more cards to your deck, and you get three options of oh, no. three. So oh, you, no. So you get... Uh, Thomas, don't do this to me. Uh, no, no, uh, don't play it. But um, oh, man. Uh, the, the next time we're together, uh, ask me for my phone, and you should, I, you I should do, play. I, I, I want to check this out. You should actually. Uh, since I'll, I'll, I will play this, and I'll just like hand you Slay the Spire. Uh, that'd be cool because um, I would actually probably give you my. Oh well, shoot! I'll just put it on that computer. No, yeah, totally. I don't have this. I don't have anything. I don't. Even, I think I actually uninstalled Hearthstone, but I mean, uh, I can I can reinstall it. And just well, yeah, sign in one as way you, or another, uh, you should play I'll, I'll it. I'll check it out for sure. Because the nice thing about that, uh, you know, I already purchased the content, but you don't need to, like, I don't have to buy cards. Even if I just bought Hearthstone and I had no cards, you don't have to own any cards for that. Um, all the cards are just provided for you. Everything's just like self-contained. Yeah. That's so cool. when like you that. unlock it. Uh, you do stuff and you get these special treasures that only exist in the solo adventure so one of them is like steal three cards out of your opponent's hand hell yeah which so, is so good so is this kind of like that dungeon run because that was around the time like the kobolds uh, and catacombs dungeon run was like the time yes. that, like right after that came out i played that for a few months and loved it and then just that was around the time that i fell off of hearthstone again so imagine it's that 
except there are five of those and 27 decks. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, but oh, really, each, so each of the decks is fun. You have all sorts of unique hero powers. Um, it is... I had no idea how much content was in there. The, the takeaway should be um, that there is so much fresh content in there that it just feels brand spanking new um, and you don't have to... You don't even have to be very good at the game. You can learn how to play through that. Of course, it's like not at all like normal play sure. because you've got crazy ass things in there um that that you'd never put in a normal deck but um boy is it sure fun and i have so much more to unlock today uh, today i was playing the tavern brawl it's the fire festival i mentioned that you know last time we were together get those bologna sandwiches for everyone that's right and uh uh the tavern brawl right now is basically the same as the dalaran heist kind of um but you're using the dalaran heist bosses like the decks to fight the um, the bosses in Blackwing Lair and, and Blackrock Mountain and stuff. So you're fighting Ragnaros and all this stuff. Um, every once in a while, you'll see those bosses in the normal tavern brawls. But in this one, you fight them like an adventure, like you're talking about with kobolds and catacombs um, and, and blah, blah, blah. But the point is, a lot of fun, lots of bosses. I'm having way more fun with the solo content than I've ever had before. I never thought I'd spend money on the solo content, at least not like cash rather than the in-game currency. Sure, yeah. Uh, it, it's cool. It's uh, it's really refreshing. I, I'm already feeling really good about that game because I keep building... I, I keep doing kind of what you would said where you take a theme, like you can pick a theme and build around that theme and just have fun and yeah. who knows if you're going to win. Totally. But it's fun to build a deck when it, you've got... It's really satisfying to see that stuff kind of materialize as you're going along with certain ideas and like you improvise to kind of help certain things along and like like quelch different as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Parts of your deck that you don't like. It's a really yeah, you're cool like, thing. Oh, I thought this was going to work, but right. in five games, it hasn't worked even once. Right. So yeah. maybe I take it out. Uh, I love doing that because when I'll find a card, there are, there are a few cards in Hearthstone that I really like, and I just never ever can get them to work in my favor yeah. not the way i want um but 
what I've done is is if I can find a way even to make a really crummy low tier deck that kind of works with that stuff, it's really fun because you don't see decks that have you know whatever gimmick you pick uh, you know usually i like to pick like a blue card one that's not too crazy sure uh that, but that i like and build a theme around that and see where it takes me because you're not going to see as many themed decks around you know blue cards as you will around you know the legendaries and stuff and what that means is the deck that you create is a deck that's new to you but it's also new to your opponents so they're not really going to know what to expect they're going to expect you're going to play some deck that you read that you found online it's really strong or something like that um but yeah it's just it's super exciting i think to just pick something and make a deck because you think it's cool not because it's going to win lots of people play to win and that's how they have their fun and that's great yeah Um, yeah i I know whenever i'm looking so i I kind of looked around for a couple of deck lists for pokemon this weekend while i was playing just to kind of (laughs) see around for a couple of decades (laughs) uh i was just wanting to see what was kind of going on in like the current standard format meta uh and i i found my i I consciously noticed that i didn't really care to play like the top five oh yeah i always want to play the stuff that just seems really fun to me like i like ones where you're just kind of doing a whole lot of stuff in one turn or you're like leaning really hard in on a gimmick that just is kind of cool and then you just have to apply that weird gimmick or trick in a certain way and kind of just make that work like mill decks i played a whole lot of in hearthstone where you just try and burn them out of cards and stall the game as long as possible i love that shit yeah it's just fun i and it's really fun whenever that stuff works out but i also don't really care as long as i'm having fun uh, like doing my, those things you my know? friend ben came over uh we played hearthstone in person the other day and i got him to play my steel priest deck which is super fun because it's a totally different game depending on what your opponent plays. So I played one of his decks. I played a uh, Mech Paladin. Um, so for anybody who isn't familiar with Hearthstone, um, Mechs are really good with other Mechs, and Paladin, like the Paladin class, uh, buffs your your minions a lot. So you know you'll just you'll just put a minion on the field and then make it huge. You know you'll make it big and scary. Uh, While well, I was playing the Mech warrior deck and ben kept stealing all of the mech stuff out of it just mm-hmm. copying more of it so like there's a legendary in there that um well it's called snip snap but but the details don't matter it's very 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 good and uh legendary cards you can only put one of those in your deck at a time like that's the one rule about legendaries you can only have one of them in your deck well because his deck copies what's in mine he copied three no, he copied four of those legendaries. So he had four of those legendaries in his deck now, and I only had one. <laughs> but the odds that he pulled that were so low, but just hilarious. So it got to a point, of course, we're sitting side by side, so he just keeps laughing every time he copies something. And I'm just like, oh, would you steal another one of those things? And he's like, yep. And uh, it got to a point where it was very clear I couldn't possibly win. There was a 0% chance. Mm. I had basically used everything I could. And so he had made this one monster. He'd stolen this monster from me um, that was already pretty strong. And he started buffing it up. He started making it bigger and bigger. And I told him, I said, all right, you win this, but let's see between both of us how strong we can make this minion. Because my whole deck is buff cards and you have all of my cards times two. You know, you you have my deck 
doubled. So we ended up getting this dragon all the way up to exactly 100 attack. Hell yeah. There's like 100 attack and like 60 something. I don't oh, know. That's fucking awesome. But then because uh, we, we played it outright, I made it to the last card in my hand at the end of the game was a card that said uh, double a, a, a minion's attack. Well, he had a card in his hand that said copy a, a random card out of your opponent's hand. Well, since I only had one, I doubled that and then he doubled it. So we got we got this dragon up to exactly 400 Fuck yeah. attack oh, in that good. game. Man, that was a more really than 30. it was just a little bit above so 30. So satisfying. <laughs> yeah, I had like I had like 3 health and he did 400 damage. <laughs> but uh that was fun to just uh to play the game out and have fun but then also turn around and just make our own game out of it. I mean kind of like that custom creation episode of challenge mode we had right we yeah. you know we were like all right well we played the game now let's make our own um so i kind of appreciated that that's definitely something you can only do with with like friends like you yeah. can't do that with a stranger i mean it's could, possible it's but possible. i mean they got to be down and a lot of the people who are like playing like a ladder match or just like no nah, fuck this yeah. i want to well, win even if i was in casual also like because we were able to coordinate that like last card in my hand thing that's the only way we could have hit that sure because otherwise the person would have just cast it earlier yeah um yeah that, that, so that was a fun novel thing um so I remember there there was the whenever hearthstone kind of first launched and throughout like the first few expansions there were some youtubers going around that just tried to see what they could do and see how much damage they could possibly do in one turn. And it was always this really fun thing to kind of watch, like almost this weird arms race of whoever could do the best math. You know, it it was a really cool thing to experience. Uh, That's my favorite thing about Hearthstone when I'm playing uh, just a really weird, a really weird deck is you've got to figure out what the numbers are going to be before everything plays out. Uh, it's like a, you know, it's like into the breach, where you're like, okay, if I do this, this, and this, okay, perfect, here we go. But then after you make the first move, you see something you didn't account for, and you're like, crap, I nullified my entire equation. Now, now I've got to do this on the fly. Right. Um, I really like those decks where it's just like I have a mage deck that's, you know, if you do X, then this card uh, does one random damage to an enemy minion. And so you have to specifically like look at the odds, like count your cards, you know, and and say, I'm potentially going to have five damage go out, but it might hit in a way that I don't like. So I need to be prepared for that and blah, blah, blah. But you're sitting there rolling the dice, but you're trying to figure out the probability that's in your favor. But that's that's a real casual deck. Most of the decks like that that have randomness to them don't end up on the ladder. But that's fine. That means the deck I made with the toad that spits <laughs> magic everywhere. Right. Um, that I don't see very many decks that that focus around that. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that stuff's fun. I my favorite part about Hearthstone is the random, gener- randomly generated stuff. It's why a lot of people bounce off of it, and that's totally understandable. Um, but I love that random stuff. It it just makes everything a little wacky. Hey Thomas, I have breaking news. Oh, do you? Are you ready for some breaking news? I'm ready for some breaking news. Team Rocket has been added to Pokemon Go. What? Yeah. Get out of here. With Shadow Pokemon. It's, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. That sounds spooky. This is actually really fucking cool. I'm Wait, really excited what about is this. It? Shadow so, Pokemon. So, did you ever play the GameCube uh, Pokemon Coliseum games? No. The Pokemon Coliseum I and Pokemon XD only Gale of Darkness. OG Stadium. So, I don't remember if Pokemon Coliseum had this or not. I actually never played them, but I'm aware of them. But one of them had this mechanic where. 
uh, I think the bad guys had these like corrupted versions of these Pokemon and you had to, you could catch them and then you had to like go through this long process to like purify them. And then they basically became just like the regular Pokemon, but like their big thing that they had was shadow Lugia and you mean shadow Luigi. (laughs) Yes. Shadow Luigi. (laughs) Um, I think I just, that's our, that's our podcast title. Thanks. Um, yeah so like you would have to go through this like process and like purify them and like you would get them from the bad guys but then like kind of cleanse the corruption over time by doing like battling with them or something i always thought that was really cool and then pokemon goes like hey we're doing that too and i'm like fuck yeah like that's fucking cool all right uh so yeah i'm just kind of doing some uh early look uh uh what exactly is going on but i mean i'm still playing a whole lot of pokemon go so i'm very excited about that um that's cool yeah, yeah lizzie still plays we we just went to a wedding this past weekend and lizzie was recounting a story of uh a couple years ago ish year and a half ago she was out in this neighborhood and they made a girl's night of like they were just hanging out you know they weren't going to see each other for a while so they just wanted to spend time together sure so what they did they just went on a walk around their nice neighborhood and Pokemon Goad. They just went and Hell caught yeah. Pokemon and did all the stuff because there are a bunch of art fixtures and fountains and stuff. And I was like, that's cool. I'd never heard that story. I mean, like straight up, most of the reason that I'm still playing it is because it's exercise. Like mm-hmm. I, I just like I struggle with ADHD and it's really hard for me to just do any sort of like regular exercise because my brain just gets bored and distracted the entire time. So if I have something that's constantly engaging me, like catching Pokemon, then it works out like mm-hmm. i walked for like uh yesterday of the day of this recording was like one of the monthly community days where you could catch a fuckload of mudkips and i got a fuckload of mudkips i walked for like three hours really yeah it was great i felt great nice for almost passing out but that's hey, besides well. the point <laughs> but no it's cool it's it's a really really great for exercise and a lot of people turned up for that it was really cool that's awesome do you think uh do you think Nintendo will ever come out with like a really a nice like Fitbit competitor. I know there, there's like the the watch. Uh, is it a watch? There's something that that works as a pedometer. Um, I don't that my think brother they used to have. Will. Are you talking about like the like that step counter that came with like the DS yeah, games, be, like Heart Gold and Soul Silver? Yeah. I mean, even if they didn't, I mean, this could be in ten years, but they've always pushed towards like, hey, do you want to save and go outside? <laughs> Yeah, kind of stuff that's true and I, I don't know um, exploring the world I, I don't see them ever doing that just because i i think they're kind of comfortable where they are um i think it's also worth bringing up that like pokemon company and nintendo are technically separate entities so i always just forget that kind of do whatever they want like pokemon sleep is a thing Lol. like that's going to be a thing that's like a sleep tracker where you like set it next to your bed and it like tracks your sleep what a silly thing. Yeah, totally. But I mean, they've always been one to kind of lean in on like some gimmicks, but I don't think I'd ever see them going full in onto that. And because also well, like the Pokemon I'm, I'm Go Plus. I'm pledging it right like, now. Today is someday in July, maybe July the 22nd. 22nd. Okay, heck yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm calling it July 22nd, 2019. Whoops. <laughs> um, in the next 10 years. Okay. I know that's a long time. Yeah, that's... Uh, I mean, they could come out with it in three years. 2029. Yeah, that's... Uh, I'll say five years. Ten, ten okay. is too, uh, too easy. All right. Uh, in the next five years, I think Nintendo's going to come out with a better version of, like, the, the pedometer they had in the past. That could be as simple as an app on your phone that tracks it that does some other gimmick. 
I mean, that's all Pokemon Go does. Like, you can track your steps and everything outside of but, the app now. Right, but I mean <clears throat> even, like, Excuse less game-focused. I, I think they'll either do one that's less, less game-intense where, like, straight up Pokemon Go is, like, I have my phone in my hand, I'm looking at it, and I'm walking. I'm imagining one that's more passive where it's like, hey, this is in my pocket, it's tracking my steps, and then when I open up my phone at the end of the day it does a thing so like i would count all my steps at work and then at home and be like hey you unlocked three pokemon or something i mean pokemon go does that it does yes when the phone's not on you yes so they added in i don't remember when it was but it was way after launch uh it's called adventure sync to where you can just like keep your phone in your pocket and it uses google fit data or uh, i'm on android so it uses google fit data to basically track your steps and then tracks your distance walked and then it just adds that to all of your counters in game and you're giving me a look like you're about to install pokemon go aren't you uh i don't know about that but i'm glad i won this bet because uh uh, (laughs) to be fair it happened before you made the bet well look let's not get get mixed up in numbers here (laughs) uh i really had no idea that existed so no it's really cool Uh, Uh, i just like leave it in my phone leave my phone i leave my phone in my pocket Ugh, I'm all over the place today and like just like throw a bunch of eggs and like incubators and then just all collect like maybe a kilometer maybe a kilometer and a half just oh from being at i work. absolutely knew about the eggs yeah so i did know about that yeah but also like you can have like your buddy pokemon that walk with you and all of that stuff and yep. the game every if you walk like 50 kilometers in a week then it like gives you a whole bunch of rewards it gives you rewards at 5 25 and 50 so. should, should i start doing this so i can like trade pokemon with lizzie when this game goes on yeah when the new one comes on sure yeah that might make her day i hope I she need, doesn't listen to this podcast i need some people to trade pokemon with me because uh you know, I have some research tasks that need done, but that's uh, besides the point. That's, well, you know, I might actually do that because here. that's fine. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, I might actually do that because uh, it's fun. While it, I still, I think actually, I've thought about it. I don't think I'm going to get the new Pokemon game because uh, mm-hmm. Lily's going to play with her brother anyway, so she don't need me. Okay, but uh, don't worry, I'm going to talk a whole lot about it when it comes out. Uh, perfect. I'm interested in hearing about it. Great. I'm uh, really excited about it. I just, uh, it. I'm going to be struggling even when WoW comes out to play that uh, with the the Casey WoW people, but. Um, I might uh, I might do the pedometer stuff and trade Lizzie some Pokemon. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. If I could just like catch my favorite Pokemon, and then you can already trade her some Pokemon from Let's Go, unless if she already yeah that's right they did make that announcement Pokemon Go then she's probably already done that. What's the so. new one? They said they said that you cannot trade stuff that's so, not yeah, in uh, that's not like native. If they're in the Galar decks, which is Gen Eight. Like the the Pokemon that are essentially in the game data for Sword and Shield are the only ones that can be traded to and from. So like, if Electabuzz isn't already in the right in the game, you, right. it there's no data for it. There's no there's, like there's image nothing. or yeah, anything. It, it just won't work because they were they're wanting to prioritize development elsewhere, which I get. Um, yeah, but also, but it's a whole big conversation that I don't have <laughs> the time or energy to get into right now. That's fair. Well, um, I need to train one Pokemon that will make it in that game so i can uh there's already like any pokemon that you ever see in a trailer is for sure in that game if that helps like charizard's in sword and shield well boy they'd be foolish if if charizard was not in that game yeah Yeah, that's that's fair so uh yeah we'll we'll see anyway i'm i'm not so invested but uh i might still might i might make that a an excuse for lizzie and i start walking around town together uh one last game i want to get into before we take a break and get into just another segment here 
is I'm still playing Destiny 2. Uh, shout out, shout out to Morgan because you said that if I mention this one more. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. More time that you were going to buy the game. So buy it. What's up? Um, I, there's some, I'm still just playing the shit out of that game. And for a while I was like, I don't, I don't know if I'm really, really enjoying this. And then every time I do that, like I just like hop in and play some games with some friends and it's just back on board hundred percent. Um, I did a couple of the like pretty decently long quests to get some like super rare and quote exotic is what that kind of super high level tier of item is called uh and it's just like this big long winding quest that takes a whole while this is really cool um but there was another quest that i did that i just really think is neat and i heard about it whenever it actually happened a while back but i I, going through it i'm just like oh no this is this is pretty fucking cool so um i'm gonna go ahead and preface this by saying nothing that it's like promising has actually happened yet i'm hoping that this does start to at least materialize in like the new expansion that's dropping this fall but uh i would imagine that this is something that we kind of see go later on down the line um but there the character that runs gambit is called the drifter he's kind of a shady dude um and there's this quest wait so gambit like the pb like, the the yeah he's essentially like the player he's like the npc like tied to gambit he'd be like the gladiator uh oh there's a word for it now this is a bad example but yeah he's the guy you talk to who runs the show yeah think about it in terms of like gambit is like kind of sort of a criminal activity like he's a rogue trying to get you in on this thing because it's fun so like there's a whole bunch of lore stuff and all of that but you essentially go on this big quest and once you get to a certain point at that quest uh, you come back to him and he's just like, hey, I need you to make a decision here. Are you with me or are you against me? And you essentially get the option right there to choose between siding with the drifter and kind of doing the shadier side of things or siding with the vanguard who are like kind of the people like the 
like the team of like military force behind like the guardians like your quote good guys in this like you are for basically up until this point you are or can be acting on behalf of the vanguard like it's mm-hmm. this big like organization in like destiny lore and you straight up get to pick like which side you want to go on and the game straight up tells you it's like hey your decision is going to be locked to this character from this point on Hmm. there will be instances where you will get different dialogue options you will get different like items and drops you will get different quests you will get different content altogether than somebody else who picked this other path and i think that's really fucking cool yeah that is cool i like um i I'm sure other MMOs have done something like that before, but it was not something that I was kind of expecting out of Destiny. Like it's, it is wild how that game kind of continues to impress me in mm-hmm. ways that, and I think that a lot of that might just be the fact that I'm just like, oh yeah, this is an MMO. Holy shit. Uh, Cause MMOs, a lot of stuff like this is common. Like you go on long winding quests in like world of Warcraft or something like that to get this special weapon you know Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what like an exotic quest is but since it plays like a it's a bungee first person shooter it's just something i never really kind of expected yeah but i certainly didn't expect it excited to see what becomes of that uh because like once you i'm not really gonna i don't know i'm not really gonna spoil a whole lot but it it leaves once you like regardless of which side you take because I finished my side I chose I chose to side with the vanguard and oh goody two shoes yeah, yeah. Uh, um well I mean the, the drifter's kind of a dick you know fair I probably would have chosen like, the other also, guys like, too whenever I told him straight up I'm just like I'm 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 just gonna fucking rat on you like straight up man like you tell him that you tell him that to his face he's like hey man I totally fucking get it. I'm like, all right, respect. All right. I <laughs> kind of feel a little bad for that now. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, no, man, I totally get it. And like now just in random dialogue options that he's just like talking to me, he'll just like insert the word snitch. He'll just like, just call me a fucking snitch. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I kind of deserve that. <laughs> uh, That's like in Link's Awakening when you steal something. Right, right. And for the rest of the game, every single person in the game refers to you by thief. Right. In yeah. all caps, instead of whatever name you gave yourself. it's like only him. Because obviously he's kind of no, on but, his own. But he thing, doesn't let you forget. He does not let he you forget. He reminds you of your He decision. understands, but he's like, I know where you are. I know where you stand, and you're a fucking snitch. I'm like, okay, no, I get that. Like, cool. It's like, all right, man. Well, I mean, can I call you something different too? <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah, so I, I just kind of wanted to mention that. I thought it was a really cool thing um, that they're that doing is over cool. there. Uh, do you think you'll see more of this from destiny because this is all like post de- uh activision was, split and all this stuff right no this was i think prior this was uh huh. months ago that this actually happened i'm just mm-hmm. playing catch up because i started playing again last month uh well that's cool still that you're that there's enough that you're catching up I oh mean, there's a ton of stuff like if you try to like keep up weekly with destiny at this point it's essentially a full-time job like there is so much to do and if you're especially working through like a quest backlog, dear fucking lord! Oh, I but just, it is a good ass game. All right, so here's what we're doing. Okay, you and I, we're okay. gonna get together. Okay, if you're gonna put Destiny in my hands, okay, I want to put Hearthstone in your hands. We're gonna hang out in the living room or wherever, and we're each just gonna play so that we don't have to buy each other's games. <laughs> I mean, Destiny Two is going free to play in September. De- De- Cam, stop! Quit telling just me these saying. things. 
I'm just saying, all the all the first year's content going free. I can't do it. Yeah, oh, you can. Oh my gosh, just do it. There are too many video games. There's too many video games. I totally understand. There are where too you're many video from. games. Oh my gosh, this whole past weekend was a comfort food game weekend for me. Not even on purpose. I I played a lot of game of games, and I didn't even play that much of God of War, which was like the one I intended to knock out. Instead, I just played a crazy amount of, of uh, mostly Apex, and then a whole bunch of Minecraft. And then dabbled back in Overwatch, and I'm Those like, service man, games will get you, man. They like, sure get me. I, and and Destiny's kind of like the worst offender, but I mean, they're straight up about like, hey, this is a fucking MMO. Like, if you've played an MMO, it's this, it, mm. but it's just a shooter, which I'm here for. It's fun. I really like it. The they lore and everything fun. is cool. Like, game feels fucking fun to play because Bungie makes a good ass shooter. You know, dude. If uh, well, I was about to lie because i was gonna say if they said if uh destiny had like a podcast or like an audiobook i'd read it but probably mm, they do like i i bet they do because i would say the same thing about warcraft except uh that definitely exists there are a million so books here's the cool thing about destiny and i know i said we we're gonna take a break here in a second so i'm gonna finish this thought and then we're gonna take a break um so a lot of the items in the game have like lore assigned to them so if you get like this cool like super rare item, you can just basically press triangle to inspect. I'm on PS4 obviously, and then you just hold down L2 and it brings over this window and it's got this big thing you can read that's essentially just a story. And then a lot of lore and tidbits that you pick up throughout the course of the game are stored in a menu, so you can just go and read like tidbits of stories oh. that you're getting as you unlock. That's nice. That's nice that they it's don't really do that cool. like online codex stuff that they, they did, did in, in the, the first, first game. Yeah. yeah, and there wasn't anything at all in the second one. They tried to make that a little bit more like in vanilla D2. They mm-hmm. tried to make it a little bit more kind of inherent to the world, but then they realized, oh, we can just do both. And so they just added a menu that just has lore in it. Oh, that's good. It's good. I, I love that codex idea of like, check it out if you if you want or don't. Yeah, it, it, it made things feel like kind of neutered, in my opinion. Like you didn't really. This is a good middle ground, I think. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I think they nailed it way more up my alley yeah uh even like the step further the mass effect took was like it's the information right in front of you yeah, just but in you your can codex. Yeah. set it and and half the stuff uh it will read out loud to you so you could play it on the tv and then walk around and make a sandwich you know it's cool and listen yeah. to it so so all right uh let's take a break uh, and we'll come back we'll do a couple of quick little segments because uh we're getting running a little bit longer so uh we'll be right back hey everyone this is greg from red shirts and runabouts We're the resident Star Trek podcast as part of the Heroes Podcast Network group. If you love Star Trek and things science fiction, we're definitely the show for you. Join us every Thursday as we talk about Star Trek Discovery, the new Picard show, and other ongoing content and new creations from the Star Trek universe. If you want to find us, search Red Shirts and Runabouts podcast on Apple and Google Play. And if you want to interact with us as a host, you can find us at Red Shirts Pod on Twitter. Hey, and we are back. So uh, right before we started recording, Thomas and I could not think of really kind of any news or anything that we wanted to talk about. Um, There's definitely some stuff going on, but nothing really kind of jumped out as something that we really spent any time kind of digging into. No, like nothing caught my eye in the past week. I will say what I didn't mention earlier. uh, There's a Hearthstone expansion on the horizon. If you're interested in that, the cards are like they always like drip feed. Yeah, those cards. So. Those are coming out. If you're into Hearthstone, go look up one of the oh, big yeah. websites. Totally. Do you know when that expansion's dropping? Uh, beginning of August, sometime. Oh, okay. So that's real soon. Like beginning that's like a couple mid. of weeks. Yeah. Is, this the, is it tied to this like expansion, the single player thing that just came out? Uh, no, no. That's all contained to the Dalaran stuff. Oh, the next okay. one is Secrets of Old Doom. Um, it, it's cool. Lots of clever cards I've seen. So. Cool. Awesome. Looks cool. So uh, we thought it'd be fun if we just decided 
uh, to really talk about. I, I whenever I was like trying to like we were like man what are we going to talk about on the show you were just like well World of Warcraft is coming out soon I'm just like okay let's expand on that idea and we're just going to talk we're just each each going to give just like a little bit of uh, discussion about just a formative gaming experience that we've had um, just because I think that stuff is always really fun to talk about i know whenever people talk about that on other shows i really enjoy listening to it like just listening to people's memories and experiences and how much things mean to them uh so i'll just go ahead and let you kick it off and then i'll do mine and then we'll get into hero of the week and get on out of here uh so there's a whole bunch i could talk about with wow but what i will focus on is uh there's this time in the end of high school sometime um during the summer, either after my junior or senior year, one of those, I was uh, hanging out with, uh, actually, my buddy Ben, same guy I played Hearthstone yeah. with. Mm-hmm. Um, we grew up together, and we were hanging out with uh, a couple of other guys who I was less familiar with. Um, as far as I knew, they, like I met them through Ben, so I, you know, we weren't super tight. We were still like newish friends. Uh, we hang out one night, and you know we start talking about music and stuff, so we're like, bonding over that, but then... You know, one of us, I think, I think I said like lol or something, right? Like I sometimes do. And, uh, he's like, what, what do you, you say lol out loud? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I type it enough that blah, blah, blah. I think everybody has at least gone through a phase of doing that. I know you still do it, but I oh, mean, well, respect, I didn't do it know. for a long time and then it came back and here I am no, again. No shame or judgment. I just, I think that's something that everybody's done at some point, mm-hmm. you know? But I did that. I'm like, you know, I type it enough in, in wow that blah, blah, blah. And as soon as I say that, you know, his eyebrow goes up, he's like, Wait, you play WoW? It's like I could tell by the look on his face. I was like, "Wait a minute, you play WoW?" <laughs> and then he, he like he shouts up to his buddy. He's like, "Dude, did you know? Did you know they play Warcraft?" He's like, oh, "Are you kidding me?" And so we start talking this out. Well, Ben and I play together on Horde on whatever server, you know, on this faction, and uh, the two of them played on the opposing faction on a different server, and we all four of us loved that game so to find out that after hanging out together a few times like that we it never come up that this thing that we each awesome. love so much um so we spent the whole the whole rest of the night was dedicated to us just telling stories because this was um at the beginning of wrath of the lich well halfway through wrath of the lich king which was the second expansion um so the, you know this was like two why did 2009 I, why did i know that like i know I've never played World of Warcraft, but I can tell you, like, Wrath of the Lich King is, like, the second expansion. Because was it, like, the Burning Crusade? Of, or This Burning Crusade was the first one. Yeah, and then uh, was which, Cataclysm the third one? Uh, yes, it was. Why the fuck do I know that? Uh, because a lot of people had my experience, which was, like, oh, I played really heavily for these fir- this first amount of time, and then everyone has, like, oh, well, I stopped playing during such and such. Or, uh, you know, whatever, like, I, I, I like the meme I saw ages ago it comes up every once in a while it says uh you know you know you know how you tell that someone has played wow since vanilla they'll fucking tell you <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, and it's I, true like the people who you, played you, since the beginning you have told me that like <laughs> yeah, not like, just that joke but you have told me that you played wow since vanilla it's totally real yeah it's totally understandable real. um so when we found out that not only you know had they been playing but they started uh just at right after we did but still in in the early days, you know, and uh, it was cool because, you know, we have been playing the same game, but we weren't on the same server, but uh, we were also on different factions. So there were parts of the game that we 
just saw differently. You know, there were some dungeons that they knew better than us, but there were quest lines that we had no idea about. Um, but also we would have like the, the biggest difference is they were on a PVP server. So out in the world, um, there was a lot more chance that if you ran into someone from the opposing faction, you were going to fight about it. Like there wasn't, you know, in ours, we were PVE. So unless you were intentionally trying to fight someone, mm. you were pretty much safe. Like if an Alliance person showed up to us, we'd just be like, Oh, look at that guy. What's he doing out here? Mm. You know, but for them, they would see a horde character and be like, Oh, we're about to battle. Like, I don't know what I was doing before, but now I'm about to battle. And it leads to these interesting encounters and all this stuff. Uh, Ben and I did this thing. So on a PVE server, if you want to make yourself, if you, so you can flag yourself for combat. So we're on the horde and we can only be attacked if we're flagged, which has like on our portrait, you'll see a picture of the horde symbol vice versa with the alliance so someone can see as soon as they click your portrait or mouse over you or anything oh this person is attackable like targetable um normally you're not on our server but if you are flagged you will be you can become flagged for a bunch of different reasons but the the point is that usually it's very intentional so ben and i would uh do this thing where he would go up and he would duel someone so whether they're on your in your faction or not you can duel anybody and they have to accept and uh, no matter what, at the end of the duel, you're always left alive. You, you'll be left with, uh, you know, one hit point. Even if you had uh, fire on you where you were burning over time, it sure. will poof, disappear, yeah. and you'll survive. That's the whole point of duels. So Ben came up with this devious idea where you would duel someone, and he had a macro that, you know, he'd hit a button, and all at the same time, it would forfeit the duel, it would flag you, for pvp and the person was already planning on attacking you so so oh, shit. so you, they would be targeting you thinking they're dueling but now you forfeited the duel and flagged yourself so they're still attacking you but as soon as they attack you now they're flagged oh so fuck. as soon as they're flagged that is, you can <laughs> that is some devious bullshit dude so we killed some people so we'd be out in the wild you'd be out in the boonies just in the middle of nowhere and you'd see you know a gnome roll up there's this one specific time we were up in winter spring so winter spring is like a high-ish level vanilla zone and we were way out there and it was me and ben this gnome and his friend and uh ben he looks at me he's like oh you know what i'm about to do right (laughs) and he goes up and he duels this guy the guy accepts it immediately ben does his bullshit so the guy gets flagged and ben's just like ah we're fighting for real now and kills him and the other dude he had seen this i don't remember if he had attacked or whatever but i think we were able to kill him too because he engaged or something because even if you like heal somebody who's flagged now you're flagged too because you're like technically participating in that combat yes gotcha uh and oh boy was that some devious stuff (laughs) um so that stuff was super fun but we we were sharing stories like that Mm -hmm. and uh our, our friend shared this story when wrath of the lich king came out of course when it's brand new the best thing about new content is that it's new to everybody um coming into content that's new to you but old to everyone else can be lopsided yeah i'm running into that a lot with destiny right now yeah it, you, there's definitely like a, a real reason that you buy a game right when it comes out sure uh, especially when it's games as a service like that. Right. Yeah. Um, because there's only going to be one time where everyone's new to it. After that, everybody's figured it out. They've min-maxed it. You know, you're just going to be behind. Even if it seems like you're equal, you're going to be behind people who've done it before. 
Uh, so you go into this new expansion area, and it's got all the like Wrath of the Lich King had some cool environments. They, everything was huge, and there were there's this one zone. It happened to be the zone I started in because uh, cool thing about that expansion was there were two different zones that you could start in. And then you would expand your way towards the middle of the content and then like continent, sorry. And then you would move further north into like the big spooky areas. Uh, but the the quest lines and the environments in that in that expansion were fucking awesome. They were seriously so cool. That's cool. So in this uh, particular zone that uh, he started in, that we also started in, uh, the Borean Tundra, somehow I remember that, uh, had these volcanic areas where you'd just be walking on top of these hills and if you weren't careful there were just holes in the hill and you would fall maybe not to your death but could be into these pits these these caverns that were humongous um, and there would be all sorts of spooky things in there but the entrance would be at the top so if you fell into this thing now you had to fight your way up out of it uh, and, but there are all these cliffs and, and pits and all this stuff our buddy's telling us this story where he's in the PvP zone, so he's automatic or in a PvP server. So he, since he's in a neutral zone with Horde and Alliance uh, outposts in it, you're automatically flagged all the time. So when anybody shows up, you better be ready for it. So he is fighting on these cliffs, doing a quest, right? And all of a sudden, this dude comes up to him. Well, he was playing a hunter. Hunters during that expansion got an ability where. Normally, the trick to killing a hunter is get as close to them as you possibly can because for them to use their ranged weapons, you have to be more than like five feet away. So if you get super close, they can't shoot you anymore. They can't, you know, they can't do anything. But in this expansion, they made an ability called like disengage or something where you would fly back. Like oh, you would shit. fly yeah. like 20 feet back and you'd be able to keep shooting at whatever you were shooting at. So he's in this cliffy area and somebody attacks him and so he's like oh okay okay so he sticks his pet on him you know he's fighting fighting and and he's like setting traps like doing all this stuff they're both obviously doing hunter shit but it's like a real fight with environmental stuff it's not just like a lot of the pvp in the battlegrounds where it's like all right we're in an open desolate field sure you and me let's do this it's like it's like a fight at the end of like an action movie yeah Okay. That's exactly Great. what it is. Great. Um, which is really the biggest perk of a PvP server, uh, because when you're out in the world, anything can happen. Um, so he's up there and he's doing all that stuff, laying traps, you know, using his pet and all that stuff. And so finally, like they're fighting up this mountain. Like he keeps backing up and he's going further and further up this mountain. And he straight up does this move. Like he's attacking this guy and he disengages but falls down into oh, a pit no. and he's like <gasps> and he's sitting there because he's like not only are there tons of enemies around me now who are just going to kill me because I'm low but he looks up and the dude jumps down oh after him so now they're both at super low health and like he the way he described it I thought at first that he was lying but then he described how everything went down but they were scrapping so they would fight for a little bit and then turn around and be like oh I gotta kill these enemies like I just backed into a bunch of enemies um, but then they would like get a little respite and hide and like bandage up you know you didn't have time to like eat food and properly heal but instead you were just like on the go healing the way that you would in a battleground and they fought all the way up this spiral inside the mountain until they were up on top and i assume that in the end he won but honestly it doesn't even matter it doesn't matter at that point it's it that is very much a about the journey rather Dude, than destination. It was so cool to hear. It was so fun that we were all excited about the same thing. And it was so cool that we had no idea that 
we had this thing in common, this love of, of World of Warcraft. And then when it, when we started telling these stories, it was like we were old buddies. You know, it was just like, oh, you know, you know stuff that I know. Yeah. Oh, we're you know we're friends now. That's always a good time, dude. I there are tons of wow stories I've heard. You know, cool and uncool, crazy and over the top. Um, but but those stories where you can really like you feel like you're really getting to know someone based on your bonding over games. Ugh, nothing better. So mine is not so much a story, but just kind of a fond memory. Excuse me. Um, so Halo Three, uh, I jumped into that real hard. It was kind of the first. It was the first game I got that I really played a whole lot of. I had that and Guitar Hero World Tour on my Xbox 360. And I would basically be in the mood for one of the other and would just constantly be playing one of the other. And I don't remember kind of how it happened. I think it was just kind of like a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. And then we all just started playing games together. Um, And just like really just really fun memories that I have playing games were filling a lobby of 16 people that I could like at the time call like my internet friends and then everybody would just like pony up and share their favorite custom games that they found or they made. That's cool. And it was such a fucking blast. The reason that I still have my Xbox 360 and I refuse to kind of part with it is because all of those games that I had are still saved on that hard drive. Uh, like that stuff really does mean a whole lot to me. Like, and and that kind of gets back into what we talked about a little bit on that challenge mode episode of like people making their own fun with it. And Halo Three had Forge. Yeah. And Forge fucking awesome. It's so cool. Um there were maps that people would play like I don't uh did you play a lot of Halo 3? Oh yeah. Okay. So did you ever play Duck Hunt? Yep. Yeah, so we played a lot of Duck Hunt, which is uh if you're unfamiliar is essentially you load into the one that I played at least was you load into Foundry and somebody has a sniper rifle and everybody has like super low health except for that person with the sniper rifle. And you basically are running across like this shooting gallery while the person <laughs> with the sniper rifle is just trying to pick all of you off. And then if you get to the end, then you basically get like a superpower and then you can kill the guy and then win the round for your team. Uh, and like just playing around with that stuff was a lot of fun. So we just like kind of played a whole lot of that. There was one where somebody built a Jenga tower out of like pieces in forge and hovered it over somewhere. And somebody on the field had to take a gravity hammer and knock objects into man cannons and try and break down the tower oh, and like knock so you cool. off. Um, there was one where you basically, they set up like some, uh, barriers to where you couldn't shoot people directly. You had to bounce your sniper shots and like score headshots because <laughs> body shots wouldn't kill. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, just a ton of fun stuff like that. And that was kind of my first, uh, not really my first, I probably first was probably like fucking Neopets, but that was really kind of the first time that the concept of internet friends really mm-hmm. hit home because I sure I was in like high school and like some of these people were in like college or older. Like some of them had like kids and stuff like that. But like, it was really cool that I knew all of these people like by name based on their tag. And I like knew what was going on in their lives. Like it was kind of a good social outlet for a lot of us. And whenever like, Modern Warfare got big. We all kind of slowly moved over to that. But kind of no matter what happened until like all of us just kind of moved off into different things, uh, we would just always kind of get together and play Halo games. And it was a really, really cool thing yeah. that I really deeply appreciate. And like Halo 3 is fun as hell, but I think just having that like really cool memory and that emotional attachment to like 
that group of people who like to be honest i don't talk to any of them anymore which yeah. is kind of fine like we just drifted apart you know but uh there's like maybe one or two or three of them that i like still know their names and like i'm still like sort of connected on social media with mm-hmm. but it was that, just kind of a really cool it was a really neat cool thing and promoting like that kind of cool creativity and like sharing all of these fun things that you could do with that with just people that just happened to be wanting just the kind of same thing that you were was a really neat experience Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah so on that note let's go ahead and get into the hero of the week this week the new segment that we launched uh where we are highlighting people who are doing really cool things in the gaming space uh things that either resonate with one or both of us or just a really cool positive stuff uh people i want to shout out this week are a music group uh that do a lot of youtube videos they have a pretty active discord as well it's the j music ensemble uh they uh they are described as the nyc's j-pop jazz band and that's pretty spot on so i got into them a friend of mine linked me a live recording of a persona 5 cover that they did and it was way better than it kind of had any right to be Mm -hmm. um it was about a character in that game who goes through a lot of like loss and trauma and like a lot of stuff involving the fact that like her mom was killed and kind of digging deep into that side of stuff and like music that's like tied to her they added like this rap verse to and it's like completely not in actual persona 5 at all and it's just it punches you right in the fucking gut in like the best way it's Mm. really really well done and really great the band also just fucking rips like they are so good (laughs) um they put out just a ton of stuff constantly they did uh the i'm gonna link a video of theirs that i think everybody should check out it's probably their most accessible one is a cover of simple and clean from kingdom heart kingdom hearts uh it's fucking great it's really good but they do also have this uh acoustic series that they do j music acoustic which they, I believe, have like a residency at a coffee shop in Brooklyn where they just go play like this jazz combo style stuff of a lot of stuff you would see in like Smash Bros or like a lot of well-known Nintendo music. Like, let me just pull up their YouTube page real quick. This is taken. This is not good radio. That's what editing's for. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) um, I'm probably not going to edit this out. Uh, So they've done like uh stuff from like the Kirby games is like the most recent thing they did they do a lot of fucking persona 5 covers which i obviously think are great and really <laughs> resonate with me but um yeah they've done like life light which is the theme to smash ultimate which is really great oh um, that's what that is yeah life uh, light yeah they did like uh yoshi's song from yoshi's story with fucking kick-ass accordion cover like an really? accordion solo in it dude's a monster okay i need to um, check this out this is they're, they're they're really kind of wacky it sounds like straight up way better than you would kind of expect any sort of like japanese like japanese music cover band in america to be because they're really into it there's a good video that the bassist adam neely put up about just talking to the uh kind of founder and front man of the band's name patrick he's a fucking monster saxophone player um they he just talks and talks about why just kind of the that j-pop style and sound really resonates with a whole lot of people uh i 
really recommend you guys check that video out. He kind of gets into how it's got this like very melancholy feel. Like the music itself seems kind of very sad and like kind of a downer, but the lyrics or at least like how the vocals sound are very upbeat. So it's just like kind of like cool mixture that kind of emotionally resonates with people. So big shout out to those guys. I, every time they put up a video, I go watch it immediately, listen to it probably all day. Their stuff gets stuck in my head more than the actual songs that they're covering. <laughs> so definitely recommend you guys go check them out. Sweet. Um, that They are uh, at J Music Band on Twitter, I believe. Uh, they are also on YouTube. Just search for J Music Ensemble. Definitely go check them out. Heck yeah. Cool. So let me pull up my ending script for the show because I don't have it memorized yet. Oh, uh, well, got what it. the heck? That's going to do it for the show, everyone. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, if you like what you heard, consider kicking us some money at patreon.com slash heroes podcasts. Uh, that would help out a whole lot. We're currently exploring doing some Patreon exclusive content, uh, which we'll see if it gets off the ground. Uh, we're still very much in the idea phase. Um, so if you have any ideas for anything you'd like to see or hear, let us know. Um, I'd like to see you play the accordion. God, me too. The accordion's so fucking cool. I do. I really do like the, the accordion, accordion, actually. so fucking cool. <laughs> uh, All right. You learn accordion. I'm going to learn saxophone. We're going to be a two-man band. Great. Great. Heck yeah. Uh, so if you have any questions for us or anything, uh, hit us up on Twitter at GamerHeroesPod. Uh, any submissions or questions or anything you have, likely we'll make the show. So let us know. You can also find me on Twitter at the Camdy Man. Thomas is at Tegan, not Sarah one. Yeah, baby. Uh, set us up if you have anything you'd like to do for the show. We're both pretty open and approachable people, I would like to think. I would like to think. So, uh, All right, that all sounds pretty good. Uh, this show is going to come out on Wednesday, but today we're recording on Monday. So when this does come out, everybody at Cam and wish him a happy birthday. Oh, yeah, today is my birthday. Aww. Aww. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah for Thomas and myself uh, thank you so much everyone and I hope you have a great night and a better tomorrow Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.